Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast is brought to you by Dragon Shield. Use code PLAYTOWIN5 at the affiliate link down below for 5% off to help support the show. Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. And this week, we're brewing Cranko. Cranko was just recently spoiled from a new set, Murders at Karlov Manor. I think this commander might be something. Now, before we get too deep, I just want to preface, this is a mono-red commander, not so a lot of colors. We're immediately in the skeptical territory. Yes, yeah. And we're doing goblins and artifacts. So I get this may not be the best deck of best decks, but... Goblins has been good before in Casual Commander. The original Krenko and things like Muxus have done really well, never being quite close enough to CDH, but we've seen Dwarves come out of nowhere and be good once they got the right Commander in Magda. Godo is another mono-red deck that can be good, so I, I think this one might be something. I'm not sure. Yeah, this might actually be the first Commander that pushes Goblins into CEDH. It might even be more of a uh, artifact card though considering yeah. that we are looking to sacrifice artifacts with this guy we'll read him in a second but i'm very excited because we never do this on the show we never talk about cards before the set review so we're just gonna dive right into this brand new card Krenko baron of tin street this is two and a red for a legendary creature goblin three three with haste tapping it and sacrificing an artifact is part of the cost to put a plus one plus one counter on each goblin you control and whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from the battlefield you may pay red if you do create a one one red goblin creature token it gains haste until the end of the turn so real quick i just want to make sure i have the sequencing of this card correct so you tap it and sacrifice an artifact and with the that put the plus one plus one counter on each goblin you control trigger on the stack a second trigger goes on the stack on top of it which will resolve first allowing you to pay one so that the goblin that comes in is going to be a two two when all is said and done right yes i believe that's how it works I didn't think about that until right now. Yes, that is got to be how it works because sacrificing an artifact is part of the cost. And when that happens, the trigger will go in the stack from the whenever an artifact is put into the graveyard. And then you'll be able to put a plus one plus one counter on the one one that it makes. So this is a lot more powerful than I thought it was five minutes ago. Yeah, and I think <laughs> the, the main thing that I'm looking at with this card is that last ability. Whenever an artifact is put into the graveyard, you may pay one red if you do create a goblin with haste. To me, the first thing I'm thinking of, this can basically convert treasures into attacking goblins. Now, most of the time, you're going to want the treasures more than you want the goblins, obviously. But if you can make infinite treasures, and there are a plethora of ways to make Dockside Loops, even in Mono Red, you can do this and make infinite treasures. You can turn all of those treasures into goblins and attack your opponents. Um, that's the main thing I'm thinking at. But the fact that this has haste, so right when you cast it, uh, which you can do off of a Jewel Lotus, you can immediately sacrifice an artifact. So you get that trigger and put plus one, plus one counters on things. So if you find the board starts getting stacked out you can start making some big goblins and attacking the goblins don't go away at the end of turn they stay there and then not only that you can play a lot of interesting stacks pieces maybe in this deck that you may be able to more easily break parity on because you can just get rid of them whenever you want to if you have the trinosphere out so everyone had all their things cost three more you can sacrifice it whenever you need to to turn the trinosphere off that's a really handy thing and in case you forgot 
tokens do go to the graveyard, so the treasures themselves can trigger Krenko. Yeah, tokens do go to the graveyard. And since it says an artifact is put into your graveyard, not an artifact card, tokens aren't cards. So if it specified a card, that would obviously be no good. Right. But it's still an artifact going to the graveyard, even if it is a token and vanishes from the graveyard once it gets there, it goes there. So we're So good. what we're really looking for, so Dockside Extortionist is going to be the first card that we're going to put Let's in Let's put that right? one right in there because this deck doesn't exist without Dockside. So that's the first card that I'm thinking of, Dockside Extortion in the deck. Exactly. Now we are trying to loop Dockside and Mono Red only has a couple ways to loop Dockside. Let's get Cloudstone Curio in there. That's the one that I always think of, but isn't there another way to do it in Mono Red? Hmm, I'm not sure. I didn't think so, but maybe. Let's do a quick search. Pause? I know to pause. <laughs> <laughs> cut. Can you cut this out and post? Cut. cut this in post. There's a couple other things we can use with like Nim's Death Mantle and Ashnod's Altar. Is that good? I don't think so. I don't know how good Nim Death Mantle is. The mono white decks use it, which makes me go, that seems bad. That's uh, probably not great. I think there's probably some other ones that we might have accidentally. I think this is a deck that could probably use Phyrexian Altar because you're making a lot of goblins. I think this is a deck that is probably going to want to use Underworld Breach and Grinding Station since Underworld Breach is good and Grinding Station is artifacts. And right there is a combo. Yeah, this I think might even be something. Do we want to play like Impact Tremors? Like, is that something we want to do or is that win more if we're already making infinite goblins? Right? I'm not sure about Impact Tremors right yet, but I think we should start from the win first, which is definitely Cloudstone Curio, Dockside Extortionist, and I think Underworld Breach should go in there too because i think this can be an underworld breach deck we're definitely getting underworld breach in here we're definitely getting grinding, grinding station. station and then of course we're going to add wheel of fortune and lion's eye diamond just to go with that that uh underworld breach package and seal that off then phyrexian altar is a combo with dockside underworld breach and grinding station i think since we're making so many goblins and the goblins can i think those phyrexian altar might be good here I'm, a, I'm down with Phyrexian Altar. Yeah, we are going to make a ton of goblins, and we're going to have a lot of artifacts in this deck. Do we want to put the other altar in here, too? Like, Ashnod's is that going to be worth it? You want to do Ashnod's Altar for colorless? We should also put in the one that makes colorless mana. I agree. Um, also, whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard, do we put? are we going with something like Karklan Ironworks in this deck, too? I feel like this could be a KCI deck. This could be a KCI deck. This triggers off of your opponent's. Yes. I when, <laughs> yes. So when wow, they sacrifice yeah. treasures, if you have red open, a couple you extra can goblins also for me, I'll make take a them. bunch of extra goblins that way too. Man, okay, we gotta we gotta keep that in mind too. I'm sorry, the card that you just mentioned though, Kark Clan Ironworks. Is this a KCI deck? You need to be able to make the red mana to be able to be able to make the goblin. Yes. And the KCI loops make infinite colorless mana. KCI go in considering for now. Maybe it's just it's synergistic, but maybe it's not. Like a combo potential just yet? It's a really good way to consistently sacrifice artifacts, but that loop in particular, without giving you access to red mana... Doesn't like, actually do it. You're not consistently casting the scrap trawler and the mirror retriever, right? They just keep entering the battlefield on their own. No, you cast them. They return okay. to hands. They so maybe hands. if we're playing Bergy as well, this is something that we want then. Let's put Carclan in considering for now. I have been considering, okay. yeah. I know there's one thing that I specifically want to include. One of them is a new card. I want to get that out of the way real quick. The card is Crime Novelist. Have you seen this one yet? This is no, a new card. I haven't. We're going to talk about it uh, next week probably, but Crime Novelist is two in a red for a creature goblin bard it's oh i a, have seen this it's yeah. a one three and whenever you sacrifice an artifact you may put a plus one plus one counter on crime novelist and add a red so from what i understand crime novelist doesn't actually like combo extra with the krenko but it does make your dockside loops 
faster. So if normally you need a certain amount of treasures that your dockside makes, you would need less than that because Crime Novice is going to make an extra red mana for each treasure that you crack. And it also just works really synergistically with everything that Krenko is trying to do with the combo or without the combo. This card, I keep thinking about Zorn specifically, but Zorn is much worse because Zorn will only add one additional treasure to however many treasures you're making at a time. And since dockside doesn't make treasures individually it makes a big burst of treasures you're not actually doubling your output whereas the crime novelist actually allows you to double your mana output one thing that crime novelist does combo with is the card that i will say right now once i look for it in my computer box and remember what it's called it's that one mana artifact that combos with aminatu altar of the brood altar of the brood is that it whenever another permanent enters the battlefield into your control each opponent puts the top card of his or her library into the graveyard when it, is it make a one one servo no but this is this is how you get around the one ring players wait hold on so let me get to that in a second animation module is the name of the card animation module is a one mana artifact that says whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are placed on a permanent you control you may pay one mana if you do create a one one colorless servo artifact creature token so this with a crime novelist means with a sacrifice outlet so you still need a third piece you will be able to make uh infinite one ones so whenever you first you sacrifice an artifact somehow something sacrifice an artifact you can put a plus one plus one counter on crime novelist and create a one red mana animation module says whenever you put a plus one plus one counter on a permanent which you just did you may pay one which you just made a red mana for if you do create a one one so colorless servo artifact creature token so you make a new artifact so you do this over and over again and you can eventually is this even good do you just make a really big crime novelist <laughs> you make I a really big crime novelist and then you make infinite one ones and then you pass the turn. Do you make infinite do you even make infinite one ones? Because you have to use the red to make the one one, but you have to sacrifice the one one in order to put the other counter on it. So maybe this is not good, actually. Oh, no, that's not good. Take that out. What I, I do want to think about Altar of the Brood, though, because again, like if you can't attack with them, at least Altar of the Brood allows you to mill over players every single time that you create a token. I don't know. And just round out our altar package. My fear would be you're going to alter too soon and you're going to help someone who has an underworld breach if you don't actually use it as a win condition. Like, I don't think Alter the Brood is something you can just, like, throw out there. You don't there. just want to play it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Maybe, maybe we don't worry about someone who has one ring protection and we just say we'll just I'm wait. not going to win that turn yeah just not going to win that turn go for another turn all right yeah that sounds good to me do we want to throw in dual caster twin flame in here now while we have them just so we have an extra win con w while we're on win cons yeah i think so too let's pop those bad boys in i feel like we want bergy in this deck Bergie, just like definitely. other ways to make red mana i think are going to be really good and bergy also being card advantage on the flip side is very underutilized do you want to talk about some artifacts that make mana that also might sacrifice too yeah let's get jewelers in there let's get mana crypt in there soul ring chromox mox diamond we're gonna put in lotus petal lotus petal's great lotus petal puts a plus one plus one counter on all of your goblins mox amber our commander is low enough i think mox amber is probably all right right i think it's close ragavan Ragavan, makes definitely. things that we're gonna sacrifice so i'm gonna put that in the mana category here do we want mana vault and grim monolith also just because they're extra artifact really good cards and i like that they'll be good when we sacrifice them yeah i'll put them in because we do want to make sure that we're hitting mox opal counts pretty nicely which because i'm we're putting also gonna mox put opal in, in. Yeah. yeah mox opal and grim I don't necessarily love them in this deck because we don't have huge things yet, but we are playing Jessica's Will in this deck. 
So we are definitely going to have things to do with colorless mana. Treasonous Ogre? We don't really have a ton of other ways to use our life total. I don't see why not. It's another way that we can just keep making goblins too, right? Just have more red mana. No, I think that's fine. I think I kind of want Simeon Spirit Guide for that then oh, too. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely Simeon Spirit Guide. Rite of Flames. Yeah, definitely Rite of Flame. Do we want any other rituals? Do we want Pyretic Ritual? Do I we want to like go that the, in? I feel like those rituals tend to fall off a little bit more. I'm much happier with Rite of Flame than I am a two mana one to get three. Yeah. We already have Grim Monolith and I like Grim Monolith because at least there's other value to it being an artifact. I don't want too many two-mana rituals that only make three mana. If they had Cabal Ritual kind of text and could make more potentially, uh, maybe I'd be into that more. But maybe if we're struggling for playables later, I would consider more of them. Arcane Signet. I feel like we, we should just have included Arcane Signet. I don't know about Felwar Stone. I like just a two-mana rock that taps for one, but I don't know that the, we're never going to get like the red mana enough. Maybe we can take the opportunity to play other two mana rocks that we don't normally like maybe the multi-kicker one Ooh, multi-kicker one okay i don't know if that's any good but like you can yeah. cast it for a zero and like and have it just be sacrifice, sacrifice fodder if it is everflowing chalice is great i think we'll use that mindstone is the other one i think we can put mindstone in and the one ring because i'm just thinking about artifacts we should just put that in here right yeah the one ring i, I we forgot to mention that in the beginning this is going to be a great one ring deck i'm pretty sure be, just because you can sacrifice an artifact whenever you want to so if you want to figure out a way to um not lose the extra life because you're about to die or you want to figure out a way to reanimate it so you can get that trigger again to gain protection again which red has a couple of different ways to bring back some artifacts so i think this is going to be a great one ring deck you know speaking of ways to bring back artifacts let's put in goblin welder right now definitely yeah goblin welder is exactly the card that i was thinking of and engineer while we're at it too that one can't get back the one ring but its ability to find cloudstone curio i think is good enough yeah definitely i think so too i don't want to load up on like just various goblins because they're goblins in the deck like i don't think playing the conspicuous snoop stuff is good just because we have krenko in here yeah, I think I agree for now, but it's something that I'm thinking about. We have a decent amount of win conditions, so I don't know if we need to be stretching for other stuff like that. But I do think a small goblin package will be helpful. Some of the goblins are going to be really good here. Some of them are, but like the conspicuous snoop line, I just think is genuinely bad. Yeah, so like, I agree with I would you there. Put, I would be down for like other goblins that have good effects, but I don't just want to put in a goblin because it's a goblin. Yeah, I agree. What's the one that makes mana? Prospector, Skirk Prospector. Skirk, Skirk Prospector. That's one that we should definitely include. That's a goblin that's going to be great here. That's a goblin that is still going to be good. Yeah, I'll put that in. Should we also include some just like good red cards, like Professional Facebreaker? That's just like a good red card that makes more mana. That well, makes that's, more a, treasures. that's a treasure card. That's a treasure I card. I think these it's treasure like, cards we, we should definitely be putting in. Yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, we definitely need to include that. If we're talking about just good red cards, the only other one is Deflecting Swat. That's true. Get it in there, Deflecting Swat. Oh, I guess we should include Red Elemental Blast and Power Blast while we're just talking about good red cards that have to be in here. If we're talking about removal, yeah. we should at least put like a braid in here i like a braid i also like fury if we're playing mono red we are playing fury we should probably play lightning bolt if we're gonna do all this too oh yeah definitely i like up and doing a little bit extra removal spells the issues that i think we're gonna have is lack of card advantage the one ring can help us a lot here but we're gonna need extra ways to find it and red doesn't have the best tutors should we put faith is looting in here I don't love... Um, I'm putting Gamble in now that you talked about tutors. Yeah, but Gamble's fine. Imperial Recruiter, that's the red one, right? That one's also fine. 
I don't know about Faithless Looting, though. The card disadvantage, if we're not really using a Graveyard, is not great. I mean, we are an Underworld Breach deck, and there are things to do with the Graveyard and Artifacts. We were talking about that a little bit. Like, it works kind of well with Goblin Welder, but right now, the One Rings and Cloudstone Curio are really, like, the only things I'm stupid interested in cheating in. Otherwise, like, I'm thinking about, like, Unwinding Clock, and I'm trying to think about some other ways that we can kind of grind a little bit more value. I don't love Unwinding Clock, but it is a way to untap some of our mana rock sources. It could be a reason to, like, keep our mana vault around. It's unfortunate that Cranko isn't an artifact because Unwinding Clock yeah. doesn't untap Cranko. If it did, I would say yes, absolutely, but I think there's going to be too many times where it just... The clock just doesn't do enough for us. It'll be a win more with the one ring, which will be great. But outside of that, it's going to be tough. Because we don't really have like any mana sinks. We don't have a ton of mana sinks. Is this a deck that can utilize Walking Ballista and Agatha's Soul Cauldron? No, it's not because that doesn't work. We would need a Francisco. We would need something. Yeah, I don't think that do works. Do we want a Walking Ballista? I don't no. think on we its don't own it. it's that great. Yeah, no, not needed. Okay. Trinisphere. We were talking about like some other artifact stacks. Trinisphere should be in here. I think because we can sacrifice it whenever we want, Trinisphere will be great here. We can't play Curse Totem. No. Could we play Grafdigger's Cage? Like it stops Underworld Breach? I don't think so. Well, we can sacrifice it that's whenever we I, want that's to. That's why I'm thinking like maybe we can get away with playing on with uh, yeah, Grafdigger's Cage. Yeah, I think that's Cage. fine. Yeah, let's play Grafdigger's Cage. And if we're doing that, we should play Urza Saga so we can find the Grafdigger's Cage. That's kind of what I also liked about Alter of the Brood. Like Urza Saga could also find Alter of the Brood, but I think you're right. If we don't, if we want to make sure it times out okay, we don't want to worry about that. Should we look at a Duretti list? Should we talk about some lands so that we don't feel like we've given up on our brains immediately? This is going to be a Blood Moon deck, so... Mountain. Mountain. You know Let me put Blood Moon in Throw while Blood we're Moon at in it. There, yeah, I should I we... put Blood Moon in or should I put Magus of the Moon? I think we can play both. In a mono red? Is Ma Magus is a human? Human. It's a shame. It should be a goblin. Ancient Tomb, City of Traitors. We want these guys. Yeah, definitely. Any ways that we can make two red, two mana to pump out Krenko early, I think is going to be helpful. There's a couple of the red lands that do that. A Dwarven Mines, I think, is one of them. Dwarven Ruins is the one that I'm thinking of. And Sandstone Needle is the other one. These lands come in tapped, but they make double red, so... I think it's fine. I think so, too. We obviously want Gemstone Caverns in there. Crystal Vein is another one just for more mana. Although, we don't need to be going all in on tons of extra mana, do we? I just no, feel like we can't I don't think afford we need crystal man. I don't think we need Crystal Vein if we're going to put in both Sandstone Needle and the Dwarven Ruins. I honestly think I'd rather play Crystal Vein instead of Dwarven Ruins because... It can at least tap for a colorless. And, and come into play untapped. Maybe just the Sandstone Needle, though. Sandstone can make the double red twice. Yeah, I'm putting the Sandstone Needle in. I kind of like that a little bit better. If it's going to come into play untapped, it better do something more. We should play Cavern of Souls. We're trying to do a couple goblins. We already have a few in there. And... I would definitely agree with that, too. I think the Mycosynth Garden should be Ooh, in here. Okay, yeah. This is a Mycosynth Garden deck. Yeah, because if we want to be around artifacts i think that's definitely something we want to keep in mind what about buried ruin do we want an extra way to get artifacts from the graveyard back into our hand we have some artifact combos this seems good i don't hate that we should we be playing inventors fair while we're at it too hmm. 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 yeah i think we could because we're so in on treasures and because we're monocolor we can play like a, i think like a lot of utility lands we'll definitely be able to play a lot of utility lands here too um some of the other utility lands that i kind of think about like is emergence zone something we're gonna want to yeah i think so we want a little bit of extra help i think there altar of dementia Sacrifice a creature, target player mills that much. You know what? This can help That's with basically Underworld Breach. what Altar of the Brood was going to be, but this is a way that we can... Control it a little bit. So I'm going to put Altar of Dementia in here. I think it helps with Docs. It helps with Underworld Breach. It 
but I think it's it overall it can help trigger Krenko if we sacrifice a mana vault, we mill one, we make a red with for something else. Krenko can make the goblin, kind of just like helps turn the wheels. Yeah, I'm gonna put Final Fortune in here too. As oh, we're yeah. trying to win at like instant speed and have combos that might be combat damage based, at least Final Fortune allows us to get that instant speed combat damage basically what about warrior's oath do we want to do sorcery speed also for the extra turn just for an extra boost to speed we could do that yeah we're in red so i feel like we gotta like lean into these cards that can be powerful in red yeah and like if we if we find a window but we just need a little bit of extra time that's a good way to get that what's the other warrior's oath do we need three Maybe three's too many. Maybe three's too many. Let's stick with two for now. How many mountains should we be playing? How many lands do we have so far? We have 12 lands. I don't think we want more than like 28 lands max. If we have 15 mountains, that'll put us at 26 lands. 26 lands. We do want a couple fetches to fill up our graveyard for Underworld Breach. Let's put in Prismatic Vista. Let's put in Scalding Tarn. Arid Mesa. Wooded Foothills. This is too many now. Adding Wooded Foothills puts us at 30 lands. Shave a Mountain. Shave a Mountain. I think the fetches are good enough to have all the red ones in. I think we're missing one, though. Bloodstained Mire. Fills up the graveyard for Underworld Breach a little bit. And That's the only thing that it does, which I don't necessarily love, but it's okay. I guess it's not great to, like, Opposition Agents, so there's a reason to not play all of them. I'll tell you what. I'll cut Prismatic Vista. Are we playing that uh, four mana artifact that allows you to play artifacts from the top of your library that combos with Sensei's Divining Top and a mana reducer. Do you know um, what I'm talking about? Yes, Mystic Forge. Mystic Forge. We're is this a Mystic Forge deck? 22 artifacts and not playing either of those cards. But Do we, we want Mystic be. Forge, Sensei's Divining Top, and well, I guess with Bergy, that's that's the win right there. We already are playing Bergy, so that's, there's another win. We don't really have a lot of ways to draw cards, so I think even though right now we're only at 24 artifacts, Mystic Forge is still probably really good. It kind of makes me want to find more things that are going to deal with, like, four mana artifacts, because now between Mystic Forge and the One Ring, I got to find ways to cheat these into play. How do we get them in? What's the Mystic other— Mystic Forge is another thing that makes me also— one unwinding clock too yeah that's true what if we or hmm, more stacks hmm, pieces hmm. i kind of also think maybe we could deal with more stacks pieces too yeah what other stacks pieces could we get away with playing what other ones in just mono red are there there's torpal orb there is torpor orb we are a dock side deck but we can sacrifice it again we can it's the same thing with the graft diggers cage we can sacrifice it whenever we want like these are cards that magda decks play now that also shut off like a lot of magna lines. I'm okay with Torporb. Yeah. You still have ways to get rid of the things before you get to that point in Magda. And this is kind of the same thing. Like if we're just smart about when we use Krenko for I, free, we can just get rid of it. I think we should lean into that. Yeah. Because especially because we can get rid of it whenever we want. You're totally right. What's the other um, goblin that reanimates stuff? Not Goblin Engineer. There's another one that's Scrap Engineer or something like this. Scrapyard Reclaimer. Yeah. Is that something? No, that's a construct. Scrap Welder, three mana, three, three, sacrifice an artifact with mana value X, return target artifact with mana value less than X from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste until end of turn. So sack a five drop to reanimate a four drop. We don't have any five drops to reanimate the one ring yet, but I, I feel like this could be something that's helpful and good in our deck. It's three mana. It's a significantly worse than the other two is how I feel about it. Initially, I agree with you. I do too. Let's put it in for now. Let's put it in for now. I don't like that it, it has to return something with lesser mana value like what makes the other ones good is that i can sacrifice like this everflowing chalice that we cast for zero to get back like ashnod's altar or the cloudstone curio 
it feels much worse to have to get rid of my Mystic Forge to get the Cloudstone Curio back. So I'm seeing a lot less situations in my head where Scrap Welder is actually useful. Yeah, I could see that. Um, what about Kadolta Forge Master? That's a tutor. It can find the one ring, sacrifice three artifacts, search your library for an artifact, put it right into play, sacrifice three treasures, put the one ring in. Is that something we want to do? It's also a five drop that would make the scrap thing we just talked about a little bit better to bring in the one ring. I kind of like that. Is that something? Stuff like this. Like, when do we get to the point where we want to be playing Portal to Phyrexia then? And like, our whole plan now is like, try to sacrifice artifacts into the graveyard and get them back and have like a way to cheat some of this other stuff into play. You love Portal and I love a good, uh, uh, what's the what's the term like a, a special card just for you? There's like a word, a pet card, pet card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could try. We could try this. Put it in as a pet card. I don't think it's good though. Like uh, it's, it's not. It's definitely not as good as it is in Magda. In for Magda, sure. I don't think. I but I think something else we have to remember is nothing that we're gonna do is gonna be as good as it is in Magda. Mm. So maybe should we start throwing in a couple goblins to make our plan B a little bit stronger of beating down with goblins? What kind of goblins are you thinking of? I'm also trying to think of like some other stacks pieces that maybe we want. Do we want trash for treasure? Yeah, I feel like trash for treasure would be great here. That would be great. If we're going with this route now, I kind of want faithless looting in this deck. Okay, I can see that. Uh, what about impulsive pilfer? Just another goblin that when it dies, it makes a treasure and you can encore it. I feel like that might be helpful. Yeah, if I have ways I can sacrifice it, I'm even more into that. We're playing Phyrexian Altar and oh, Altar, we have tons right? Of ways to so we have a couple it, yeah. of those, and it makes a treasure. Yeah, I kind of that's kind of like our a mana dork for us. I get you think of that as like a Magda dwarf kind of, kind of like that. What about uh, Goblin Matron? Another way to find Dockside or one of our other goblins. Oh, that's oh, how do we not think of Goblin Matron before? That's such a good include. Yep, that's definitely good. Um, we could play Goblin War Chief. Goblin spells cost one less to cast, so it makes our commander less. It makes all of our dockside stuff a little bit easier, and it also gives Goblins haste, which is less relevant, but is mm, Goblin War Chief the direction the we want to go? Goblins giving haste is pretty good. The ones that Crinkle makes already have haste, though. I don't think we need Like I like it for Goblin Welder and stuff like that, but I don't think we have enough to make that... And like cut off the Forge Master. Okay, so we're not going to include that one. I don't... Maybe not yet. Goblin Trash Master. Sacrifice a goblin, destroy target artifact. That one's four mana. Sacrifice a goblin, destroy target artifact. It doesn't get rid of the one ring. I don't like it. Let's get rid of it. Not do that one. How do you feel about goblin sharpshooter? We could do goblin sharpshooter and splinter twin combos as like another win condition. Sharpshooter is a goblin that can work well with getting rid of small stuff or if it fits into the stacks roll. Is that something? Do we need another win condition? I don't think we need another wind condition per se. I need to breathe for a second. There's so much going on. We have nine slots remaining, and this is where I start to go, oh my God, like I have to be super specific about these cards that I'm putting in because I only have nine spots. So and we can also I get rid of some afterwards. But we can, you're right, we can get rid of some other stuff that might not be worth it. Ooh, I have a good way to get around the one ring. Ooh, how? I think this works. Does this work? Goblin Chain Whirler? Once we get our goblin loop going, whenever ET enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to each opponent. Yeah, that doesn't target, right? So that would be that would be good with protection. It doesn't prevent damage; it prevents being targeted, right? Or does it prevent being damaged by protection? Is prevents damage. It yeah, does prevent damage, thing, so it wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. The first work. thing in the acronym yeah. is damage. Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't work. But is goblin? We don't want goblin chain whirler. We don't want to be doing that. I don't think we want chain whirler. No. Okay. What about goblin rabble master? I, I kind of like having some ways to just beat face. If we're thinking about that as a plan B, we need some goblins that can 
go big like that, can go wide like that. If we're playing things that are going to make goblin tokens, like part of me is thinking maybe we want, what's the one that lets you sacrifice a treasure, sacrifice a creature to deal a damage? It's an enchantment. It's a red enchantment. It's one in a red. Sacrifice what? What does it do? Isn't a sacrifice a creature deal a damage to something? Oh, 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 oh. Oh my god. So much of this episode is us trying to think of fucking I know, names. right? Goblin bombardment. That's what it is. Yeah. Goblin do we want goblin bombardment? It has goblin in the name. We're doing we're doing a goblin deck, so. Alright, so I put in goblin bombardment and you talked about Goblin Rabble Master. Goblin Rabble Master, maybe Legion Warboss, and the other tin Krenko, Krenko Tin Street Kingpin. Which says whenever it attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on it and then create a number of one, one red goblin tokens equal to its power. So it's going to start the first time it attacks, it'll create two and then three and then four, et cetera, et cetera. Is this plan good? I don't know that it's good, but it's our backup plan right now. That's the mindset. We can start shaving these in a little bit, but I'm just curious as to what this deck would look like. If we had a deck that is on its second access, just making our armies of goblin tokens. We could very much decide that this deck is bad. And I this think is not I, good. I, I have a huge hunch that this <laughs> aspect of the deck is bad. What, and I'm what if thinking he, instead, what if we leaned into Kikijiki? Kikijiki is also a goblin. So like Goblin Matron, Imperial Recruiter can go get it. And we can get, uh, there's a myriad of different combos that that can go with then. My thought against that is we already have like 11 cards designated to combo. Yeah. We already have a bunch. And since we're in one color, I don't want to be wasting a ton of slots with cards that are only combo. Like the cards have to have be good on their own, which is why I'm thinking some of these goblins are just going to be like, they're just an, it's an army in a can. Just like give them enough time and they're going to kill the board. Since we're slowing everyone down anyway, like this is a way to like, interact almost you know what i mean like we don't have rhystic study so we're just gonna attack the rhystic study player for five and then seven and then nine and you know what i mean there, and just kill yeah. him like that my my thought process is that we need like more interaction because like that's how i feel like we're gonna stay alive more is if like we're able to put other stacks and impactful pieces in play like i like goblin rabble master and like these kind of cards are really good and like if i have a lot of other things that are able to also beat in and get in for damage but i feel like a lot of times we might just end up like having that only and be looking at like other artifacts that we're sacrificing and like spinning all these wheels and only attacking with rabble master and like two other tokens but like that can be fine because rabble master makes an attacking goblin every turn and Cranko puts counters on them so it makes them bigger and bigger so you don't like that's why the Cranko tin street kingpin rabble master and legion war boss they're they're like armies in a can just by themselves they represent a lot of damage over time like yeah. i understand what you're saying overall these cards are not good but because we have a wave with Cranko to make them bigger over time to make them be able to get through damage more because they won't just be able to be chumped by whatever's laying around yeah i think i forgot about the plus one plus one counter thing and i'm only i'm only like focusing on the one one creatures right. that Cranko makes but Cranko's but... gonna this Cranko's gonna make them a two two and yes. like they'll get bigger over time which is really gonna change it because like i'm i keep the, like rabble master has to attack every turn and there's so many times where like you're looking at a tim the board state and you're like oh what to attack uh but rabble master if i'm able to turn it into a three butt a four butt and a five butt every single turn like not just pumping its power i'm much more into it then i'm much more into legion war boss because i'm just i'm i know these bodies are fragile i know orcish bowmaster is something we're going to come across yeah too, that's so. very true but i like that i can put a plus one plus one counter on each goblin i control and like really help mitigate that so in con 
conjunction with Krenko, I'm I'm swayed. You got me. Let's fucking Let's do, do it. it. If we're going to do it, if we're going to build this commander, I think we have to. We have to have maybe 10 or so cards that are designated to the goblin strategy. Now, I like that since we're in goblins, we don't have to play a bunch of bad goblins. We just play this one's a, this one's a, uh, this an one's army, an to, army can. to can. That yeah. one's an army to can. They're all, they represent 10 goblins on their own given enough time. So I think we lean there. I put war boss and rabble master in. What Was there another one that you said? There's the other new Krenko Tin Street Kingpin, not Krenko Baron of Tin Street, which is the commander we're doing. But this one says, whenever Krenko Tin Street Kingpin attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on it, then create a number of goblin tokens equal to its power. So with Krenko, we can have it get even bigger, quicker, and make more goblins by itself. Yeah, this like it. makes me really like Goblin Bombardment in this long stalled out board state then too. When I really someone like that. when someone inevitably toxic delusions, you okay, okay. Yeah. I sock my ten goblins, I'll shoot you in the face. We we're gonna beat you that way. Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Fable of the Mirror Breaker. One of the most powerful cards in 60 card for a while now. This is hilariously something I am so into. It's like perfect for this deck, it right? It makes a goblin, which makes a treasure. I was just looking for more card advantage and having a way to discard Portal to Phyrexia so that you can get it back is huge. And then making a Kiki-Jiki-like creature, which can be a Dockside Doubler or really like, oh, I love it with like Impulsive Pilferer too. It, it works perfectly with a lot of different things in this deck. The rate is a little bit expensive for what we want to do in CDH, but it's going to take a little bit of time to get through everything. But in these long stalled out games and this mid range hell that CEDH is, I kind of really like this. Muxus, how many goblins do we have? Do we play Muxus as a top end way to make our goblins a little bit bigger so and get goblins? My answer immediately is no. I'm going to find out how many goblins we do have. There's 11 goblins. Not enough. Not even close for Muxus. No, yeah, not even close. We need to we need to stick with goblins that work well on their own and work well with the commander and don't necessarily need to work well with each other. Do you know what I mean? If we're if we're adding goblins, yes. We that's need like what the Legion War boss that specifically will work well with the Yurkranko or the the things like that that work well with just the commander, not necessarily work well with goblins overall, right? Yeah, exactly. There's also Squee Dubious Monarch, which is a new Squee. 2-2, two, two, three mana, hasty goblin. It says whenever it attacks, create a 1-1 one, one red goblin token that's tapped and attacking. So it's creating only one a turn. Cranko can make it bigger. And then you can also cast it from your graveyard by paying four and exiling four cards from your graveyard rather than paying its mana cost. So it has recursion a little bit. It seems kind of bad. It's the worst version of the armies and cans that we have. But maybe... It's enough. It's still on the, at the same rate as the other armies in cans. It still has the same rate. Yeah. Of making one attacker a turn. Yeah. The new Krenko can can make more than that. It as it goes up and up and up. Right. But, I guess yeah. I'm thinking of like Rabble Master and Legion War Boss that only make one a turn. This isn't the same rate. So it's the other Krenko. I mean, do we want original Krenko then too? No. No. Because Krenko, original Krenko by itself doesn't work well with the commander. It, it makes doubles the amount of goblins, but it doesn't create goblins. We need goblins that create goblins. No, it does. You tap it to create, th to double the goblins. I guess, yeah, but not like this. It doesn't, it, yeah, but it's so, it's so slow. It's so only it, much slower. It's only yeah. going to add one the first time, then two. Like it will escalate faster than the other ones, but it doesn't also attack. I like that our goblins so far, they, all they make attack. goblins by themselves. Yeah. They make the army and they also attack also. Yeah, that makes sense. It yeah. doesn't do two things. It just goes it wide. It just goes the wide. Where yeah. I want our armies in a can to go wide, but also kill our opponents. I don't want to tap them and not attack them. I want to attack them. Just and to, make yeah, with goblins, everything. Yeah, right? I don't want to not do that. What about Goblin Crater Maker? Interaction on a goblin. Oh, I should say the goblins tutorable. that all of our other armies make too can attack the turn that they're coming into play, and these can't, so it's extra slow. 
Good point. We want to lean into that part. Yeah. Goblin Crater Maker. It's removal. It's also on a goblin body. I actually really like that. Yeah. Here's another one. Sardian Avenger. This is one that oh, I've been thinking about a lot. this is the kind of card that I'm looking for. Yes. Sardian Avenger is like the perfect thing. It's a goblin that is also like a hate piece. This is this is more of what I'm looking for here. So we have one more slot here. We have one more slot already. We should start thinking about some other powerful cards maybe. Is there anything that's just like a strong red card that we have forgotten thus far? Thinking about removal. Thinking about tutors. Thinking about threats. Is this a, like a Vandal Blast deck? Do we want to pay, play Vandal Blast? Is this a Vandal Blast deck? I would be interested because if we just if we have extra mana afterwards and we destroy their artifacts, we can use extra red mana to trigger our commander and make one ones for the artifacts that die. Oh, I have many follow up questions. Okay. okay, so I'm gonna name off name a couple cards. We're gonna I don't know if they go in, but we should talk about them. Thorn of Amethyst hmm. works really well with the creatures that we have. We have 24 creatures, but we also have 26 artifacts currently. If there's any Thalia effect, it's this one that I want, but I'm not sure that we even want it. I'm into it. Yeah, I think we can do it. Thorn of Amethyst. I, all the stacks pieces that are artifacts that we can sacrifice, I think we should go up a little bit on those. All right, so definitely Thorn of Amethyst then. Tangle Wire. Tangler is a great one. We're going wide. Sometimes we'll need to slow down a little bit. We'll have the extra things to tap down. Let's put Tangle Wire in. Okay, we're at 101 cards, but that's totally fine. Memory Jar. Is Memory Jar worth it? It's a really cool thing to, like, trash for treasure in Goblin Welder. Quick little draw seven. I could see it. Yeah, I'm into it. We want more ways to draw seven. We need more ways to just draw cards. To just draw, yeah. Man, I wish there were better ways to, like, cheat artifacts and play in this color. There might be some that we're missing. There's probably a ton of cards that we're missing, to be honest. I would love to hear from everyone in the comments about all the things that we're missing in this list. But this is meant to be a starting point. This is meant to be where we're starting off, and then y'all can take it from here. Wild Magic Surge. Oh, sure. Yeah, I like Wild Magic Surge a lot. We should cut Portal to Phyrexia. Yeah, probably. It's slow, and it doesn't really do exactly what we want to do. We want to be getting back the One Ring and these combo pieces. Do we end up putting Vandal Blast in? I did not put Vandal Blast in, no. I like Vandal Blast with Blood Moon, but we already have a couple extra cards right now, and Vandal Blast is notably not, not normally good. strong enough. Yeah, not normally that great, so I'm okay with not playing it. We're at 102 cards right now. I could see cutting Scrap Welder and Squee Dubious Monarch. Those are the ones that are sticking out to me that feel a little bit weak. All right, we're cutting Squee, definitely. And what's the other one that you said? The Scrap... The Scrap Welder, the other return thing. I'm pretty low on Scrap Welder in general, so... It's just not going to be enough. Yeah. It's close. It's, like, on theme. Like, if this were a casual deck, definitely. Yeah. But I think that card just underperforms in every single it's just, way. It's going to be a 3-3 three, three Goblin for three a lot of the time. That's yeah. just, like, not going to do exactly what you if want. If it was a 2-mana two 2-2 two, two Goblin with that same effect, I would be much more about it. But I think it's just a little bit too much. Should we have any artifacts that, when they enter and die, get an effect? You know, there's a couple, like, 2-mana artifacts Icar, that do this. Wellspring and Mycosyn. Wellspring are the two cards you're thinking These of. These ones come to mind for me. It works Icar really well Wellspring with Cranko. is the only one that's good, I Draws would say. Draws cards, right? Yeah. We need more card draw. I feel like we should try it. I'm into it. I think we want some extra ways to just like kind of just churn through our deck yeah, a little like bit. It's not great, but it's, it's not something. Great, but it's something. And we can, with other things like Goblin Welder and Goblin Engineer, we can turn it into like two draws a turn, which is good. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, now we, we got to go back to cutting a card. What was something else that maybe we didn't like? Can we as shave much? a land? How many lands are we playing? We're at 29 lands. We I think can, we can we shave a land. Get them out of there. Get them out of there. That'll put us down to 13 mountains. 13 mountains. I think this deck is cool, man. I'm looking at it right now. This feels good. Do you want to do some test hands? Let's do some test hands. I'm ready. First hand I'm looking at here is 
Mountain, Scalding Tarn, Chrome Mox, Sandstone Needle, so four mana sources here, Mystic Forge, Kudalta Forge Master, and Lightning Bolt. Interesting. So Lightning Bolt is the only card we can pitch to Chrome Mox. Yeah. But if we play our cards right, we can get turn two Mystic Forge off of turn one Sandstep Needle, turn two land Chrome Mox, pitch Lightning Bolt or something that we draw, Mystic Forge on turn two. Right? I kind of like that. I feel like that's where we want to be. And, then and what was the other artifact? Cranko. Kudalta Forge or, Master. Four Master. So we can get the one ring if we build up a little artifacts. Yeah, down the line, once we get some more cards with Mystic Forge and stuff like that. Sacrifice I, the Chromox and the Mystic Forge to maybe go get the one ring or something. And then start building an army with our commander. I think this sand's great. The sand's amazing. It depends. We didn't talk about what is at the pod. Um, some pods, we're not going to be able to pitch that lightning bolt to Chromox, or we're going to need that lightning bolt to kill something. True, yeah. But I think being like having the option to do that, it's right where we want to start. We also have a pretty decent chance of drawing another red card in like the next two draw cycles before we need to run out the Chromox, and we did end up drawing Warrior's Oath, so Perfect. we got there. I love a shitty card that we can get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> do you want to take a look at a hand and read it off to me this time? I got one right here, but this one's a stinker. Should we talk about our pod composition? Give me three decks. Okay, so the first deck is Aloro. It's, it's someone from an LGS who's like <laughs> just dipping their toes into CEDH. Okay. So we're playing against Aloro. We're second, by the way. Okay, then us, and then Quark Sakashima, and then we're... Finally up against Thalia and the Gitrog Monster. Our first hand is Wooded Foothills, Grinding Station, Red Elemental Blast, Underworld Breach, Wheel of Fortune, Dualcaster Mage, Professional Facebreaker. Wow, this would be really good if we had any other like mana source to go along with it, but... A lot of good cards, but no way to cast any of them. I think this one's a ship right to the second seven. Hit me with another one. We got Mox Diamond, Goblin Arable Master, Sensei's Divining Top, Sandstep Needle, Treasonous Ogre... Thorn of Amethyst and Torpor Orb. I think we got to throw this away too. It's close though. This is also only one mana source, no and matter nothing how on you turn slice one. it. Turn two, Thorn of Amethyst or Torpor Orb, but then you only have one more turn of mana. And if you don't find it, you have no mana sources You're after out. that. Yeah, this is too risky. Too risky, I would say. Although it, it's close, but I think, yeah, I agree. Too risky. This I'm six. almost. Like, if I'm forced to keep keep this hand, I think I'm even pitching Sansip Needle to Mox Diamond just so that I'm guaranteed Consistent to have mana. one mana throughout the next three turns. It really depends on what the draw is. The draw is going to be Bergy. I, I would We're do Sansip. If I kept this, which I wouldn't, I would have done Sansip Needle Pass, and then hopefully by turn two hit another lands. No, you hit Lion's Eye Diamond. Sand Stinkers. Let's go to a six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one feels better at first. We got Mountain. We got Ashnod's Altar, Wheel of Fortune, Arcane Signet, Final Fortune, Mountain, Imperial Recruiter. It's this slow. It's slow. Yeah. It's land slow. go. Land Arcane Signet. And then maybe like a Imperial Recruiter. Yeah. Still not good. This is not good. It's yeah. safe. It's nice and safe, but uh, I think we can get something better. If this was a casual pie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to five. This one is Mountain, Deflecting Swat, Torpor Orb, Treasonous Ogre, Goblin Matron, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, and Everflowing Chalice. This one also sucks. Not enough lands. We're not getting enough lands. We're Should not we... getting enough lands. Should we go back up to 29 lands? We might have to go up to 29 lands. That was a five, though, right? So let's go to four. Our four is looking like Pyroblast, Goblin Matron, Final Fortune, Mox Diamond, Mountain, Mana Crypt, Warrior's Oath. This, this one's, yeah, this is obviously keep. We'll sounds keep a it. lot better. Yeah, this is a four. Yeah, this is a four. So we keep Mana Crypt, Mountain. What's our pot again? Aloro, Thalia Gitrog Monsters going last, and then Kark Sakashima. I think we maybe don't care about Pyroblast here. We definitely keep Mountain, Mana Crypt, Goblin Matron, and hope that Dockside is something. Yeah. 
And then we have either Final Fortune or Warrior's Oath to keep. We're not keeping either of those. Mox Diamond without a second land. We're not keeping that. So I think the next one is Pyroblast. It's definitely the Pyroblast that we're keeping. Because there's two decks that it's good against. Like, it's good against the Aloro, and it's going to be really helpful against the Krok Sakashima player, too. I could definitely see the Pyroblast using to get rid of a Rhystic Study or Mystic Remora early, because that is certainly how we'll lose this game since we're already on four. But I assume we're just trying to either run out our Commander on turn one, then, or maybe even just Goblin Matron just to go get... Dockside? I think I'm leaning on Krenko turn one, turn two, Goblin Matron for Dockside, or maybe one of the armies in the cans, or maybe something. I don't army know. Army in the can might be good because we don't really have anything to do with the mana so much besides like we can make an army with our commander then maybe, but I kind of like the idea of getting a different army and then maybe we can start building it up. You could also go get Goblin Engineer so then you can sacrifice the mana crypt to your commander and then sacrifice some other artifact later for the goblin engineer to bring it back or something just you can get some like loops and synergy you can going just basically like keep cycling that and something else in your graveyard then too yeah i, I think you got a lot of options and this is a fine four if we're yeah it's a fine four it's a fine it's four. a horrible seven it's but a it's a seven. fine four yeah do you want to go with the next one i gave us a whole bunch of shitty ones give us a good seven tell me when to stop stop okay so oh god this is <laughs> This deck sucks. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is Everflowing Chalice, Grinding Station, Tangle Wire, Cloudstone Curio, Red Elemental Blast, Twin Flame, and Wheel of Fortune. Here's a new one. Mountain, Chrome Mox, Everflowing Chalice, Sensei's Top, Lightning Bolt, Warrior's Oath, and Krenko Tin Street Kingpin. Yeah. This is a second seven. Yeah. So this is turn one Mountain. Chrome Mox getting rid of Warrior's Oath probably into Everflowing Chalice for one into Sensei's Top, leaving Lightning Bolt and this Krenko in your hand. And then turn two, you untap with at least three mana and a Sensei's Top activation so that you can hit your fourth mana source, get your commander out, hold up Lightning Bolt. Or get the other Krenko out, depending on Start how Start early. Yeah, if there's not a lot of creatures, I think I want the Krenko in my hand out before my commander so that I can try to get in and get like a counter on him naturally before yeah. I'm forced to tap my commander for it. But if this is what we're trying to do, this hand does it. If what we're trying to do is play our little goblins and beat down the board and eventually control it slightly and go for a combo later, like I, I, this this works. Yeah, this does work. I'll do, I'll do our last hand. Let's do our last hand, yeah. This one we have Rag. Megavan, Goblin Welder, Wild Magic Surge, Mountain Mountain, Legion War Boss, and Impulsive Pilferer. It's great. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually like super on on it. I think this is turn one Ragavan, turn two Legion War Boss or Cranko Commander, and maybe go from there. It depends. Turn two might look like uh Impulsive Pilfer or Goblin World Welder and holding up Wild Magic Surge. Depends on what the table's doing, but I definitely am starting with Ragavan and going from there and just trying to hit my mana sources and get my goblins out. I think this hand's fine. I think so too, yeah. I might maybe wait on the Legion War Boss. I want to be able to make a goblin with it the turn that it comes out, and it makes that goblin on the beginning of your combat step. So maybe I would go like Impulsive Pilferer on turn two and like still get in with Ragavan and then maybe... Turn three, I Legion War Boss. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you could go about it. Maybe. A lot of different ways. And the Ragavan being a treasure maker is very helpful for your commander. Because That's you what can matters just, the most. You can turn yeah. all those treasures into one ones that can attack and put some pressure on your opponents. Um, yeah, I think this hand's fine. It's important to reiterate, this strategy is a little questionable. We yeah. know that. We're yeah. aware. We're still questioning it. We're still questioning it now. But this was fun as fuck. This was fun, and I think this deck probably could hang at a CDH table. You'll probably win maybe closer to 20% or 19% of your games. But if you play your cards right, I think this deck is something. 
and I, I love brewing new strategies like this and new commanders. So definitely we missed some shit. If you're in the if you're in the comments right now screaming because we missed very obvious includes for this deck, please let us know. This is just off in the top of our head, so we surely missed some shit. But I'm happy with our deck. Yeah, me too. This was great. Thanks for watching. If you want to support us directly, you can do so on Patreon, like our $100 patrons. Mark Civilo, Alan, but in lowercase, she doesn't even go here. Soul Cal, Acura, Storm again, Luke Cook, AJ Alvo, Saipi, Demon of Rosgury's Uncle Butch, Kawaja, Hamid, Lauren Connell, and Baby Jeebus. If you want to pick up any of our merch, you can do that at playtowinmtg.com. Thank you so much, Dragon Shield, for supporting the show. Make sure you use our affiliate link down below and use code PLAYTOWIN5 to get 5% off your order. Uh, check out our Instagram and uh, Twitter and TikTok. Thank you so much for watching. See you next time. All of the $50 patrons' names. Brian Barrington, Zachary Colson, Alex Musselman, Tyler H, X Tyler the Tree X, Mawcraft, Driving Crooner, Jabaha, Dalton Poteet, Kadanis, Hobo Ghost, Mitchell Shepard, Justin, Man Solo, Pedro, Jacob Depp, Michael Ballou, Ian Wild Thing, Thomas Bueno, and David Nelson. It needs to look down on us so that we don't see our double chin. Never remembering. Yeah, at aging, uh, being in our late twenties and early thirties, doing the YouTube, I know, watching this I turned, get old. I turned thirty this year. Oh I started God. this at twenty-six. That's crazy. That's I know. a big difference. I feel like in like mindsets as a person between twenty-six and thirty. Right? Do you feel any different? I feel a ton different. Yeah. I feel a lot stronger as a magic player, and I feel which is sometimes crazy to believe. Which is, is kind of crazy. <laughs> that it was worse than four years ago. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you should have seen me then.